I'd like to see innovation instead of replication. And I know that they can innovate within within the field, but sure. Daniel, you're not supposed to have lines that good on your first podcast. since the last one, but not too long. Hopefully, you still remember what this is. This is episode 27, and I'm joined, as usual, by Brian Krogsgaard. Hi, Brian. Hey, Ryan. And also, newcomer, and actually relatively new contributor to WP Candy is Daniel Imke. Hello, Daniel. Hey, Ryan. Uh, so, you, you, are, you are now... I don't, I, don't know, I don't know how best to describe the mess that Brian and I usually create here. But but you are now like it's a spectator and a participant, and I kind of feel bad for you because of it. <laughs> like why why would we bring this on? I mean, how how would you describe what we do, Brian? It's it's not it's not it's a beautiful good. mess. It's a beautiful mess. I wouldn't even go that far, but I mean, I'll, I'll take it. Uh, so what's what's new with you guys lately? I guess Brian, you um, WordPress work, right? I know you had sort of a, a hosting kerfuffle a week or two back. Shh. yeah we uh actually encountered a site that uh fell prey to the tim thumb hack and Mm -hmm. got to experience that experience that in its full glory but uh got through that and everything's been going uh really well actually got really excited about some jobs that we've got coming up some new projects and uh finally getting some some work out i started for those that are listening to this for the first time, I started uh, working with WordPress full time uh, in August. <clears throat> Excuse me, in August, and uh, kind of wrapped up a bunch of projects that were out there but not finished. Uh, so now finally getting out some jobs where I started them and finished them. So it feels good. Yeah, you've always got that backlog from whoever was there before to clean yeah. up before you can start doing all the perfect work that I'm sure you do. <laughs> nothing but perfection. Yeah. I've uh, been uh, working on some uh, interesting projects too. I just uh, created the back end for an apartment complex in Chicago. They needed a, like an interior site for their residents. So I've hmm. had a lot of fun playing around with that. Got to use some uh, great plugins. One of the ones that I really like is um, that one that Justin Tadlock does. I think it's called Register Pro, I think. You guys know what I'm talking about? I, I know I've used the one from him called Members, but I don't yeah, know about Rich. That's the one? Okay. Yeah, it's a great plugin. <laughs> yeah, Members is solid. Uh, I think I think pretty much every, almost every plugin that Justin's made, I'm like, man, why doesn't everybody make plugins like this guy does? They're <laughs> solid. Yeah. Yeah, we keep Members in our uh, standard development install. The We keep a site. This, we call it WP Latest, and it's kind of all our base plugins. And mm-hmm. memberships is one of our base plugins that we use to create uh, client roles. Nice, cool, cool. And actually, uh, uh, um, Daniel, you've you've worked in the past with the previous, I guess, original owners of WP Candy, right? Um, yeah, so actually, your history goes way back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um... Michael Castilla and mm-hmm. Dan Philibin. Um, that's actually the project that I was just talking about was actually uh, something I got from uh, Dan Philibin. He's nice. not with WP Coder or WP Candy anymore. He's sure. he's starting his own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool to be working with the new owner of WP yeah. Candy. Hey, uh, <laughs> I agree. It's pretty awesome. Uh, no, yeah, it's um they they moved on uh initially together on WP Coder and now I know Dan's off on other things, but um done some pretty crazy stuff with that since they they kind of they kind of launched off the back of of the blog at WP Candy and then focused on it entirely after uh the kind of handing off the baton to me, but um, Yeah. Cool yeah, stuff. Small world, really. Indeed. Uh so let's see. Um what's new? We have a list of news things, which could be talked about. 
It's just a matter of what we want to talk about. Uh, most re- pre- most prevalent one for everybody is probably the 3.3 release candidate one, which is pretty recent, just in the last handful, uh, probably about four or five days ago when that happened. Well, Ryan, you're clearly rusty on your podcasting because <laughs> you uh, you forgot to say what you've been up to. Which oh, is what I've been opportunity. up to. I, yeah, I perfect apologize. opportunity to plug uh, something WP Candy related that I think you've been involved in. Yeah, a little bit. No, I, yeah, you're right. I forgot to – I just skipped over myself. Uh, I've been working uh, pretty constantly for the past few weeks on uh, the quarterly, the WP Candy quarterly, which uh, we announced – man – it was, I think it was uh, right before, it was the week of Thanksgiving. Uh, great time to announce things, by the way. Um, just a couple of days before Thanksgiving announced that we're going to do, or are doing, a print publication, calling it a magazine. It's kind of a, a weird magazine-book hybrid that um, the the proof is what we're working on right now, and once that's finalized, they'll start posting pictures and get it shipped out. But, uh, yeah, that's been, that's been it's been pretty exciting. Um, and that's on the site. It's up, you know, there's a button to get to it right next to the forum and, and pros and everything else. It's uh, sort of a major project that I've been working on for a while. And, you know, just like anything else, the first time you do something always takes the longest. Uh, and so this is definitely the issue for working out all the kinks. Uh, and then afterwards, there'll be um, every quarter of the year. Uh, so every three months, there'll be a new quarterly out. Should be Our cool. subscriptions going so far? It's going well. Uh, we did a, uh, or st- still are doing a pre-order period, and that was just honestly to gauge interest and and figure out how many to um, how many how many orders to place for the first print run. Because this is really up until now, we haven't done anything with physical goods, and uh, until you really know or have some idea of what kind kind of numbers you're going to have, what kind of interest there's going to be, uh, it's kind of crazy to just kind of place the original order. Because obviously, in this case. We have to buy them all first and then turn around and, and try to sell them. So it's been really good. Uh, it's been enlightening. Uh, I'm actually pleasantly surprised by the response we've had. We should have quite a few. I, sh- I should be, I'll be living in boxes of, of, of quarterlies very soon. I'm sure they will be surrounding my every move. So that'll that's be a good fun. problem. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah. Um, so that's been, that's been what I've been up to as well, of congr- late. Congratulations. I personally think that's a, uh, pretty neat endeavor we actually i think you and i started talking about uh the idea of the quarterly you came up with it and we've been we brainstormed it for a long time uh before uh you actually were able to commit some time to it so it's really cool to to see that you put that together and of course i did nothing (laughs) well i mean you learned about it (laughs) like yeah No, it, it, I mean, it's it's definitely been brewing for a while. I mean, just like anything else, I, I you know, you don't really know until you throw it out there. I mean, I only had the idea for the magazine because I really wanted one, and nobody else was making one, so figured we could do it. Um, so, yeah. Did you have That's a really- concern about um, possibly the unpopularity of print? Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah, and that's been one of the number one comments, which I was certainly prepared for. I mean, why should a... Why should a, a digital publication, why should a blog that we run uh, that seems to work pretty well uh, try something in print, which is, you know, far less convenient, it's more expensive and everything else. And uh, and I get it, and that's why we're not doing a news magazine. What we're doing is, uh, and this is, I guess, what I should say, the really exciting part about the, the quarterly is that uh, it's getting longer form uh, articles from people who wouldn't normally guest blog or even necessarily take the time to write this kind of stuff on their own uh print uh in that sense the quarterly is very much a novelty it's very much a, a sort of just a cool thing that c- the community can have uh far from essential in that sense but also kind of unique because it gives the opportunity for all these people to i don't know sort of sort of enjoy a different medium a little bit uh and so, yeah, no, it's definitely been on my mind, and I'm, I'm very, I've been, I've been preparing myself for that response for sure. Luckily, it hasn't been hugely prevalent. There are just, you know, here and there comments like, "Why would anybody do print anymore?" Well, most people aren't upset that it's not on the blog. People wanted some sort of Kindle option or whatever, but that, right. the whole point is that you can 
you can touch it and hold it in your hands. Yeah, yeah, and and I'm not necessarily saying there won't be an option like that, but if I mean if we if we put up a digital copy, then that's all anybody's going to grab. <laughs> because <laughs> if you have the option between I'm going to you know order this and it's going to ship to me in a week, or I'm just going to pay less money and get it immediately, that's what they're going to do. Uh, and and I think part of the the fun of this project would be spoiled if it was able to just kind of all be consumed uh, uh, that way. So it'll definitely be available on its own like that in the future, but probably there, I, I don't imagine right now that there will be a uh, a digital copy available until we actually run out of physical prints, like in between runs possibly. Um, just because I want to emphasize, obviously everybody who orders the the print will get a digital copy as well. But yeah. Cool. Yep. So that's that's what I've been doing all the time lately. <laughs> um, so, Sorry, we can get back to news now. Yes, I, w- <laughs> I was just going to say what other people have been spending all their time on has been, uh, or in this case, the WordPress core developers is WordPress version three point three, and it's a bit late. But uh, release candidate one came out just late last week. I think it was either late Thursday or late Friday night. I can't remember now. December first. Yeah, so, yes. Uh, it would be late Thursday night, I guess, but Friday. In any case, it is yeah. available and out. And has anybody been playing with it? Uh, <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I've had finals. So <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot to... Should have asked you how that stuff's going, because I know you have... Uh, this is uh, no, it's fine. semester wrapping up right now, right? yeah. It's you know it's hard to play around with as much as I want to when you've sure. got you've got to study and stuff. But I'm definitely gonna take a look at it soon. Yeah. <laughs> so well, that's my contribution. <laughs> <laughs> Have you uh, played with it at all, Brian? Because I'm actually I'm kind of embarrassed because I haven't uh, the the most recent uh, definitely not RC one, but I don't even think beta four. I've spent much time with, uh, just been distracted with the publication, and I know that I need to spend time with it because a number of things were kind of slashed and burned in order to get to a release candidate because there was just so much going on. Yeah, I've played with it some. Uh, there's some things I'm really excited about that we've covered before. Uh, sure. Probably the hardest thing to get used to is actually the new admin bar. Yeah. Uh, I'd gotten extremely accustomed to the one from 3.2. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one moves some things around. It's uh, It's got like a WordPress logo and kind of a larger fly out on the far left side. Uh, I don't know. It's just some things that are a little different. I like it. I think I'll, I'll enjoy it just as much or more as 3.2, but it's different. Mm-hmm. Uh, but all in all, I think it's seems extremely stable. I uh, haven't had any issues with it. So I think it'll be a nice release and uh, looking forward to see what comes up on the, on the to-do list for 3.4. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably some of the things that were bumped. The only ones that, uh, come to mind, I think. Well, actually, I'm not even going to try to list them because I'll mess it up and then it'll look silly. For the, um, for what? The stuff that was bumped. I know a few features here and there and some functions were kind of scrapped too. Well, I know the one that I was most excited about. Which one was that? The uh, uh, Metabox class, custom ah, Metabox right. class, which would have uh, made it significantly easier to create custom Metaboxes, which if people aren't familiar... Uh, is just a basic, you know, basically a way to display custom fields in the admin to where it's easy for a user to input those, which is extremely useful uh, for the type of thing that I do, where we use uh, custom metadata a lot, and it's nice to have an easy way for our clients to input that data. And uh, and, and up till now, you use uh, the Alchemy class, right? Yeah, WP Alchemy. It's a good. It's a good class. It's used by a bunch of people. Um, but you know, you always want to uh, use something that's built into WordPress and sure. having that support. Yeah, having that support, and I, you know, I might end up going back and reversing some of the sites that are using WP Alchemy to whatever WordPress ends up using in the future. Uh, I actually got an idea in my head for a, uh, an opinion article I'd like to write about that. Kind of the do it. Yeah, I need to write something, don't I? <laughs> Uh, do you use anything uh, like that, or, or have you played with Alchemy before, anything like that, Daniel? Um, 
I think I know a guy that I met at a WordPress meetup a few months ago. He's writing a, uh, his name is Mike Schinkel, if you've heard mm-hmm. of him. Yep. Um, he's writing a, a plugin called Sunrise Fields that's supposed to be like a really extensive, he showed me some of the betas. Um, it's supposed to be like a really extensive way to do that that's going to be on top of WordPress. I don't know if he's feeling like 3.3 is kind of adopting functionality that he's been working on for a long time. I haven't talked to him about it, but it was really interesting. Hmm. The one the one plugin that I do like to use for that kind of thing um, that doesn't really require, I mean, I can I can write the code, and but there's a plugin that I like to use called Magic Fields mm-hmm. that does a lot of that kind of thing. Uh, if you've heard of it, you yeah, have I, I remember I've played with it before. Uh, I, I remember there was a period of time where I don't think it was updated, and I think that's changed recently, right? Um, the, it was forked from another okay. plugin that gotcha. had, yeah, and um, it's it's it works. It serves my purposes. But um, there is something that I remember hearing about three point three uh, is that they have new functions now that will make it easier for plugins to integrate with like the native admin user interface, like the WP editor function. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's pretty interesting. You guys heard about that? Yeah, that'll make those input boxes in a custom meta box much more user friendly. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, I'm, gonna, uh, I'm just going to recall you, Daniel. It started getting real staticky on your end all of a sudden. So I'll call you right back. Okay. Just to. For the sake of ears, <laughs> uh, sometimes just with Skype, calling people back fixes that. Daniel. It happens. Oh, I guess I don't have to. But that'll work. Yeah, the WP editor function is pretty cool, though. You back? Yes. All right, sounds much better. Okay, great. Uh, Skype's weird. Um, yeah, no, being able to well, technically, I think it was there for a while, but now you can use as many instances of WP Editor as you want, right? Yeah, it was it was the editor before, and gotcha. now you can use multiple instances, like you say, as WP Editor. Oh, great! I, I'd like to see more of an effort um, from plugin developers to try and standardize the user interface because I've seen a lot of like. I don't, I mean, maybe it's just me being nitpicky, but I've seen some pretty shady, like, settings pages and stuff where it's Absolutely. very not standard. It doesn't match uh, anything else. <laughs> oh, that's the worst. I, You and Ryan will be best friends. I, I would very much agree with that. Um, yeah, I, I mean, honestly, it's, I don't know, I tend to think about it almost, almost uh, akin to or parallel to, like, operating systems. You know, whether, no matter what app you're using on a, on a Mac or Windows or whatever and how creative it is, you expect settings to operate a certain way. And when they work really well, it's when they're boring and they, you know, they don't need to do exciting things and be flashy. It just needs to work the way you expect. Yeah. And I think a lot of, uh, honestly, I think, like, I, probably theme options are, are far more guilty than plugin options. But even so, I mean, both both have, you know, crazy gaudy stuff. I guess I just, I feel like I see weird looking option screens with themes uh a little bit more often than plugins plugins and themes both should probably try to eliminate as many options as possible really that's sort of the ideal is if it could just kind of work but <laughs> yeah i agree with you and i think some people have, have tried to stop the um growth of monstrous options pages <laughs> mm-hmm. um it's become kind of uh, epidemic with all these premium themes where you've got to have an option to change, you know, the bullet styling, like nothing can be done in the code. It has to be like, right. And it's so poorly thought out. There's no hierarchy to how it's done. Yeah. Can be rough. Yeah, actually. Uh, and I'm, I'm not entirely clear about, I, I, I want to say that in three, three, the, the pointers are there, but just for core, I don't think that was bumped, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it was, um, it's there, but yeah, like you said, only WordPress can use it. Plugin developers or it's not, can't. Or it's not at least, you know, going to be documented and supported for others to use it. Obviously, people can do what they want, but it's not Yeah. supposed to be yet. Okay, so that, but as far as you know, that is still in. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I think that is kind of an exciting cool thing that 
I, I'm kind of very wary of plugins and themes being able to take advantage of it because I can see it being abused pretty quickly <laughs> uh, or, or misused, I should say. Um, because when used when used correctly, I mean, uh, Facebook does it with pretty much every redesign. I think that was sort of part of the inspiration for uh, the WordPress core team to pick up on it and implement it for this is, you know, sort of each major release of WordPress will kind of walk you through what's new in a way. Uh, and I think that's really neat. But at the same time, you know, I mean, they're just there are a myriad ways that that third parties uh, can can misuse <laughs> that, I think. Uh, yeah. And it will happen because if it can be messed up, somebody will. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, but otherwise, I mean, I think uh, I think three three. Right now, I think the goal is by the by the end of December, right? I, I think that's pretty much what the the project path is looking like right now. It'll probably yeah. be Christmas. Probably Christmas would be. A, no, that, WordPress always drops on holidays. They well, they try when they can, but at the same time, you got to kind of be careful with that because. Uh, you know, depending on where people are. I mean, they, they like, um, and when I say they, I mean the WordPress core team, the, the commit team. Everybody likes to see people actually updating when the update comes out. And if everybody's either away from the office or, you know, the family thing, uh, those, those numbers are probably going to be low. It's probably not the ideal time to, for everybody to be sitting down and updating WordPress. I didn't but know they, WordPress core members had families. You know what? I think sometimes very small ones that, that stick. You know that they can quiet most of the time. I'm no, I. Did. <laughs> um, did, uh, yeah, three point two came out, and uh, I think it was late. It was like early, early July, wasn't it? It was like July third or something. I feel like it was. Wasn't it on July fourth? A holiday. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it might have fit the theme. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I think I think uh, if I remember right, I remember. Um, seeing mentions on on Twitter from uh, some of the core developers that, hey, wouldn't it be awesome to have free software released on Independence Day? Um, but which that one, I mean, I don't know if that's quite as extreme as releasing on, on Christmas or that week or, or sometime. I mean, honestly, it's probably a lot less finesse and careful planning at this point as much as, I mean, if it comes out by the end of the month, I think that'll be about a month after when the core team wanted to have 3.3 out, so... It's probably just as soon as possible at this point. Yeah. Well, for anybody that's listening, I know one of the reasons was because they decided after a beta release to include the latest jQuery, which was also released in that time frame. So it kind of forced some extra testing. Yeah, and that's so. still in place, right? It's still mm -hmm. updated jQuery. And yes, okay. 1.8. Is that right? I think it was seven, but I, I don't keep I don't keep nearly as, as up to date on what the current jQuery release number is. So I don't know. Hmm. But whatever it is, it's brand new. <laughs> <laughs> um let's see. So that's that's happening. Uh release candidate. Uh we should have maybe another one or two and then it'll be out. Who knows? We'll see. Uh test if you haven't, go to the WordPress.org forums and share feedback and bug reports. Uh, what looks interesting? What I know, um, there's a couple that are interesting to me, but you know, I'll let you guys pick. Story-wise, um, I found the uh, WordPress.com bringing their own ad service, Word Ads. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw this this week. I, I wrote the post about it on WP Candy. I, I like that. I like that. I don't know if you saw it, but you know, I wrote about it, and so <laughs> better have seen it because it's there and it's awesome. I know you like approved it before I posted it. Sure, I sure. <laughs> no, no, I I definitely read it. I think it's a it's it's a pretty uh, it's a pretty big move by them. Yeah, um, I liked the uh, the dig at AdSense where uh, they were kind of like you know insulting them a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If what they say, if this is the best that the that the internet has, this is awful or something like that. Yeah, I uh, thought that terrible. was kind of ballsy. Uh, for well, yeah, and just the name of it to call it word ads when Google has AdWords. Uh, yeah. I mean, of, it does, it does fit the naming convention, I think, but it's, I, I mean, I it's think, also seems kind of deliberate. Yeah. Yeah, it could be. Um, I think that, um, man, where was I going? <laughs> I'd, I'd like to think I just took, uh, took the pressed ads name from them. So they didn't have that. So it had to be word ads. 
yeah, I think that's just I think that's just me. It's your fault. No, I think I'd like to believe that, but that, I think it's it's much more uh, much more likely that they wanted to kind of take a dig at, at Google with it, which is yeah. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure, uh, and and you probably know this better than I do, Daniel, but I'm pretty sure it's still limited to WordPress.com only, right? It's just for bloggers yes. there to use. Yes, that's that's the gist, and they're they're rolling it out as a beta right now. Um, so even then, only a few, yeah. I think they they said that the only prerequisites are that you have to have your own domain name and you have to have your blog set to publicly visible. But I think the subtext was, you know, we want high profile, yeah, popular blogs have some blogs. traffic. Yeah, yeah, which and, you can understand. I think that it's still kind of. I mean. Taking on a taking on a service like AdSense, I mean, when you've got no screenshots or anything, it's <laughs> like proof or verification. It's kind of a. It definitely takes courage. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, to to any time you know, talking big before there's, I guess, sort of proof to point to is always a gamble. But uh, I mean, they do. They have a huge. Even though it's it's strictly WordPress.com, that's a massive, uh, massive, I guess publisher base and a, and a huge audience, uh, a lot of, of views that they pull in each month. So I, I'm honestly kind of surprised they didn't do something like this sooner. I mean, they've had the ability to add Google ads to blogs, but it's always been kind of a lame, lame duck feature based on, just based on what I've read from people who use it. Uh, mm-hmm. It's always been a little bit awkward. Mm-hmm. So. For other people that haven't heard of this, they actually teamed up with Federated Media, which mm-hmm. has been a pretty... Uh, integrated partner with automatic on a few projects they uh people might remember food press or pop pressed or i don't know if y'all remember any of the other ones but uh those were collaborations with automatic and federated media and uh i don't think it's like y'all said i don't think it's too surprising that they're doing it but it'll be interesting to see if it if it turns into much and how high quality the ads are mm-hmm Indeed. Yeah, Food Press, and they had a handful. Didn't they have like five or six of those that they launched pretty rapidly? Yeah, yeah. And those food are just sort of aggregate things. Yeah, they're kind of like, just like the WordPress.com homepage is, where it collects stories, except for they're more genre-specific. Spe- uh, genre yeah. And all of that, I mean, is f- I'm pretty sure in each case they're all hand-picked. They have actual human beings who are choosing these and placing them in. There's nothing automatic there. Haha. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Except it's all I'm like that. So funny. Yeah, it wasn't planned. It's just you know you say those words, you can't help it. Yeah, cool stuff. <laughs> Who doesn't love ad stories? <laughs> so, uh, one story that I did like or find interesting was the uh, one that you wrote, Ryan, about plugin duplicates. Uh, yeah, potentially being rejected. So. Uh, specifically, I think you mentioned if people submit a Google plus one plugin or something to insert a plus one button on your website or uh, perhaps some other kind of plugin where there's just a million of them already in there, uh, they're not by any real standard uh, starting to reject some of those. I think another one, another example they used was currency plugins. Mm-hmm. And auto, I commented on the posts and then... Uh, I think it's a good idea in theory as long as, uh, like some other people said uh, in the comments, as long as it's not abused or you don't limit creative plugins that are in the same space but do something different. Mm -hmm. Um, But in general, I think it's good to hopefully get some collaboration between plugin developers and uh, auto kind of set people's worries Mm -hmm. aside as far as the type of plugins that would go in. I don't know if you had any opinions on it though. I mean, I, I think what people need to, in my opinion, what people need to remember is that, you know, wordpress.org, both the theme, uh, the theme side of their directory, which has a review team and the plugin side, which does have some review though. It's not, you know, code or quality review necessarily, but it is, uh, monitored, you know, that, you know, they're not, they're not free for alls, nor should they be. They, they're, they're curated, with the purposes of, or with the purpose of having it be the most useful directory that it can be. Uh, and I think sometimes, you know, I, cause I hear this every now and then, and this one was an interesting case because, um, the, the person who contacted me about, uh, having their plugin rejected, you know, it was more of a 
it wasn't a single a single use case it was it was more indicative of, of larger trends you know these certain kinds of very common easy uh to 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 duplicate plugins are probably not going to be accepted unless they're doing something really out there uh but people you know all the time i mean they get frustrated if their their stuff is rejected but at the same time it's not wordpress.org saying you can't make this plugin it's just saying that there's not a place for it in this particular directory and that's okay uh i think um because if there were you know like you said whether it's google plus or you know twitter if there were a thousand twitter widget plugins in the in the in the plugin directory and there could be i'm sure uh because it's not that difficult to make one <laughs> that wouldn't actually help people as much as having a couple of options with people collaborating would help people I kind of have um, mixed mixed feelings on it because I submitted a theme to the WordPress theme repository, and their their review process is extremely stringent. Sure. Um, and I've never submitted a plugin, so I don't know. But I, from what you just said, apparently that's they don't do code review, <laughs> but they actually have an automated system that will check if you've included certain functions in your theme. And at the time, I was kind of, um, I guess. They, they were asking me to include some functions that I didn't feel like fit the theme that I was building. Mm -hmm. And I guess I got kind of, I mean, I ended up just not making the corrections and submitting it, but I thought it was a little too stringent because mm -hmm. it didn't allow for flexibility in the design of a theme. Like you had to have the ability to have like 20 pages or something. And I, my, my navigation bar can only support so many. It was a very like, I don't know. It was just different from, I guess, mm -hmm. the usual flexible, like 2010, 2011 sure. type themes. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I don't know if I would like to see something like that, but the quality of some of the code of these plugins, even the popular ones, is like I was using, I don't want to name the plugin that I was using, but. <laughs> oh, I'm all for it. <laughs> shame them. No. <laughs> Publicly shame them. Um, when I was building that site that I talked about at the beginning of the podcast, uh, I used another plugin in conjunction with the Justin Tadlock plugin, and I was looking through the code, and it was miles of difference. Mm -hmm. Like, <laughs> Justin's was, like, perfect and amazing, <laughs> and theirs was just awful. It was all in, like, one file. And, I, I mean, I'd like to see definitely some review over whether or not the code is good, if it's standard, going back to what we talked about with the standard UI, mm -hmm. that would be excellent. Um, yeah, kind of thing. But it also runs the risk of monopolizing certain types of plugins. Mm -hmm. I mean, even if it's for free, there's still the do the donation um, impetus. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, there. I think there are definitely a handful of examples where really high-profile developers use um, use .org to distribute a plugin that happens to have made them very popular you know and, that, and there's nothing wrong with that but i mean that there's definitely a lot of value in them keeping their plugins where they are and, and they tend to be very good ones at the same time sure uh, yeah. but yeah i mean Otto even said uh, I, i'm not sure if it was where i quoted him or if he said it in the comments but you know there needs to be more collaboration on the org directory for for plugins specifically uh, just because of, you know, just what you described, because you can look at somebody else's code and, and you can see how to make it better, but it's not the, the method, the method for making that collaboration happen isn't as easy as it could be yet. And I don't know what that easier option is, but it's not that now, <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but I mean, you know, that's, that's something that he said he wants to see happen more often. And, and I think that would be one way of kind of cleaning up code quality a little bit because you know there's always going to be bad code but at least when you can help other people can improve it a little bit sure yeah 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 so i think the only i think the only i don't think i put this in the post but the one thing it would be nice uh potentially um on org and i might pass this along to auto is if some of these very commonly submitted plugins might be added to a list or something when you're going to submit a plugin uh, to say, hey, if you're about to submit a plugin that's like this, you know, I guess be prepared to make a case for it maybe. Um, 
because it's not to say that – I mean, the, the the specific example, like you said, Brian, from the Post was uh, – a current like a currency exchange uh i think it's a monetary mm-hmm. you know math plug-in basically you know it took a number and changed it to another number and so in that case otto's argument was and and actually it, it wasn't him necessarily that made the decision but one of the sort of moderators for the plug-in directory said hey you know there are plenty that do this and they seem to do it just fine let's try to encourage collaboration here if there was sort of a list where people could review and say okay I, I'm going to avoid these plugins for my first submission. And that's the other part, too. A lot of people will make a plugin, uh, not necessarily in this case, but you know, just because you make a plugin and submit it to .org doesn't necessarily mean it should be there. Um, because that could also lead to the bad code <laughs> situation. Um, it's not for everybody yeah, plugin. I mean, eventually you start to look at it, and I mean, I'm, I'm sure somebody in the comments drew this parallel, but... Um, you know, it's like the Android market versus the iPhone market. It's like, do you want anybody to be able to publish their code and just let people decide if they want to use it? Or do you want it to be a curated type of, you know, only quality plugins come here? Mm-hmm. You know, and that would require a culling. <laughs> like, it would have to be culled of all the bad plugins. Sure. Well, and there was something, I forget how long ago it was. I feel like it was announced and started at uh, WordCamp San Francisco where any plugin that wasn't up to date uh, within like what was it the last two versions or three versions of WordPress I think that mm-hmm. it was going to be delisted and not delisted like it wouldn't show up but you wouldn't find it in searches on WordPress.org which I thought was a, a nice move yeah, in that direction. Could, you could get to the page you just wouldn't see it in search results. Yeah, uh, and that's a, and that's a nice sort of step in that direction. But I, I think I mean the Android Apple thing. I think it's somewhere in the middle. You know, if you, uh, the, I guess, the parallel between the two. I mean, it's not, fu- it's not fully curated. I mean, at the same time, there's somebody kind of watching out for things that can, that that will strike something if it's not what they want. But at the same time, you can pretty much find and put, for the most part, whatever you want on a .org. There's not going to be much limitation. I mean, this this thing that was that I posted about, it doesn't happen very often. I don't get the impression, at least. But um, yeah. Oh, and that's the other thing. Uh, submit more plugins. You should you should put more plugins in the .org directory. That would be awesome. <laughs> Me? Well, yeah, both of you, actually, because I know neither of you have now. Because I know Brian <laughs> hasn't, and Daniel, you just said you haven't. So do that more. Uh, it's a goal. <laughs> I've, I've actually made it um, on, my, on my sort of list, my to-do list of stuff to do sometime is to join the theme review team uh, because... I have, I think, I've had a lot of the same thoughts that you have had, Daniel, and I've heard a lot of the, I've heard a handful of other people say that, and then they say they joined the team so that they could understand it better and then help to affect change in a good way. Um, maybe I'm, I've been hesitant a little bit to do it because, and I've told all of them this, uh, um, you know, there's just a, you know, a handful of the, the, the theme review team that I tend to talk to every now and then. They're kind of crazy. Um, uh, like they, they think about things to a very fine grain, uh, in such fine grain detail, you know, picking apart words and meanings of things. I mean, I've, I've listened in, I've kind of, uh, you know, been a fly on the wall for one of their discussions, one of their Skype calls about, you know, what the review guideline should say. And it was nuts. I mean, I, I, I couldn't be one of the people that is debating the merits of certain, qualifications or other ones i i, I think I'd, i would like to help review themes because i think the bulk of their work is looking at a theme and saying no you just change the header on kubrick on kubrick you know <laughs> rejected uh and it's probably very few where they're dealing with or relatively speaking very few where they're dealing with fine grain um or the finer aspects i guess of theme submissions but that's well, been something i've been meaning to get involved in 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 my case it was more i built a theme it was it was kind of simplistic, but it it was a custom design. I wrote all the code from scratch, HTML5, and the 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 feedback that I got was very um, just very. I mean, I don't want to say it was negative, but it was just so many functions, and it's it was almost like they wanted me to support every aspect of WordPress. Mm-hmm. Like they want every theme to be able to support. Tags, and I'm not saying that you know it didn't support tags, but it's like tags, taxonomy, this and that, 
And I mean, that's a lot to ask of someone who's coding up. They, they designed something they liked in Photoshop. They decided they wanted to turn it into a, a theme. Mm -hmm. I mean, I just felt like all the, all the, the functions that were required, I ended up turning it into a Tumblr theme actually. And if you go to my Tumblr, you can mm -hmm. see it. Um, no, I've seen it. That's depressing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'll just, you know, I'll just, you know, make a Joomla theme out of it or something. Well, I mean, it, it ended up getting listed on the Tumblr directory and it got a lot of users. So cool. nice. <laughs> it had a happy ending. But well, yeah. didn't, I, I feel like, uh, Justin Tadlock, I think he's on the review team now. And I feel like at one point or another, he was either talking about, or maybe made the argument on a, on a P2 somewhere, or maybe on one of the make, uh, make.wordpress.org P2s for maybe, uh, allowing themes to kind of not have certain functionality. Maybe it was somebody who, maybe it wasn't him, but there was some argument posted at some point about allowing themes to sort of, uh, uh what's the, it's like the, you know, ha uh, theme supports or has support, uh, for certain things, being able to disable all sorts of things by not declaring support for them. Um, I mean, yeah. I, uh, I don't know. They, hmm? I vaguely remember. I know. I can't, I can't, I can't place said. it at all, but it happened at some point somewhere. <laughs> That's all I have. Um, <laughs> no, I think on, honestly, my, my, my thought is that you should join the review team as well, but you know, me. Yep. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, I, th I think there, there are a million things that I'd like to do, but no, college is like a vortex that just sucks my life away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, w I really would like to be more involved with things, but every time I, I broach that, I think about everything that I'm already committed to <laughs> mm -hmm. and it can be problematic. Sure. Sure. No, I mean, I, I think, I think the only reason I would, I would, um, recommend that is just because I think the kind of. I think there are actually not that many people who necessarily think about the uh, intricacies, I guess, of what a theme should have to do or shouldn't have to do. And that's the stuff that they're talking about all the time. So any anytime I hear somebody, you know, kind of comment on that, I'm like, yeah, go join them. That's all. That's what they do all the time. I <laughs> love that. Um, and it was actually really encouraging when Tadlock did join because I know he joined because he was really pissed off about what was going on there. And I think he did help, uh, you know, they kind of all helped each other to make it better. Cool. Yeah. So. And if you want to read the uh, theme review blog, it's at make.wordpress.org slash themes. That's the one. There's a few of them. I think there's one for UI and there's one for something else. Themes. There's, well, themes. Yeah. And there's the development blog, but it's not actually on make yet. It's not on, not on make. I thought there were a few of them, yeah. Uh, I wanted to know what you guys thought of, since we're talking about themes anyway, uh, this was, I think, from mm -hmm. a little bit longer ago. Uh, it was about press trends. Got a, sort of a preview. It's from, and I'm going to pull it up real quick so I can describe it correctly. It's from uh, George, who's one of the storefront theme team. Uh, they make e-commerce themes for the uh, WP Commerce plugin. And he's sort of been working on a, a project on, a, on his own since WordCamp San Francisco called Press Trends, which I think is still in beta. I haven't heard any mention of it coming out of it yet. And it basically allows for themes not in the WordPress.org directory to kind of have statistics that are similar to what you would have if you were in the directory or if you are a, a theme that was being sold on WordPress.com. It's kind of interesting. What'd you guys, uh, what you guys? What was your sort of take on, on that? preview, I guess, is what we had. You want to go, Brian? I guess I should specify. Brian, what did you think? <laughs> I'll, um, I'll do it this way. Because uh, we've got to get used to, to having three people on a podcast. I can't just say, what do you think anymore? Because then everybody <laughs> responds. I think it'll be good information for theme developers. Uh, just like anytime someone has the ability to track what you're doing, uh, just don't be evil, as Google would say. Right. Well, that's kind of the, there's two sides to it. There's the developers who might really like to know this sort of information about the themes that they're selling or allowing people to download. But at the same time, what about from the user's end? I mean, do would, uh, I guess, would you guys care if a theme was reporting back? Like in this, the example is, you know, the average number of posts. So it's grabbing the number of posts on your site, the number of comments on your site, and how many plugins you're running, I think. 
uh, as just to get started? That's what it does right now. Um, I mean, I wouldn't have a problem with it. I don't, I mean, it's a not, it's probably anonymous. I would assume that it is. And that it's not actually like reporting, <laughs> reporting. Dan- all the Daniel stuff. blogged about this. Well, <laughs> and, and it's kind of an inter- it's a, it's an interesting middle ground where the stats are, are all averaged out and divorced from specifics. But at the same time, you can see how many sites are running your theme. Like, you know, in this case, their example uh, from our post here is their storefront uh, grid port theme. And so it shows that there are three sites, but when I was kind of walked through it, if you click on the three sites that it says it's running on, you can actually see what those sites are. Uh, Now, in that case, I mean, it's not connecting stats to the site, but in that case, if that stays through from beta to, to release, then that, I mean, they would know exactly what sites are running. Yeah, I don't think that's a good idea for, <laughs> for multiple reasons. Uh, because a anybody who's like pirating these themes is probably just going to comment out the the functions.php code, mm-hmm. and uh, so it basically if if that's one of the motivations is to track illegitimate use, mm-hmm. which is the only reason that I could think anybody would want this information. It it would do nothing except invade the privacy of people who are actually using the theme yeah. legitimately, like much digital rights management systems. Right. Um, I, no, I think, I think if that's the primary case, then I think you're right. That's it, it. Won't work for that. Yeah, and um, but I mean, an average number of the plugins being used, that's you know, it's helpful, and mm-hmm. so is perhaps the number of posts. Just knowing that the theme is being used, like when I published my theme on Tumblr being able to see a number of people that are using it, 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 it's pretty nice. And if this has to take the the place of the centralized WordPress counter with their stringent standards, um, (laughs) I think it's cool, you know, put it out on your blog, see how it does. I think disclosure is just going to be important. Yeah. Well, that's the tough part, I think. Uh, And that was a lot of the, a lot of the discussions in our, in the comments of that post were kind of centered around that. It all depends on, how aware the user is, opt in, opt out, how how exactly it's executed. And I think the tough part about this is at least and this is all, you know, based on the the example that I saw, Press Trends provides says here's basically what you need to drop into your theme to make this work. And depending on how kind of they offer that to theme developers, it might be left up to each indiv- each uh, sort of user, each developer, I guess as to how it interacts with the user. I mean, you know, when you're installing a theme, it could pop up and say, would you like to send us data so that we can make our themes better? And you could say, you know, yes or no. Or another theme developer might just have it running in the background with nobody knowing any, knowing that they should be turning anything off. It could just be there. Uh, so I think it's it's all execution, you know, uh, and how people use is it. This, this is going to be a hosted service, right? So the yeah. code's probably not going to be um, licensed out uh, I would say that you know the onus is on on George to make sure that that's legitimate because when you're when you're talking about doing this without a centralized um, place, it, I mean, it's kind of it, there can definitely be issues with with that kind of thing that there's no central authority that can just be like, hey, don't do this, you know. Mm-hmm. So well, I, I guess in, in this case, he could uh, kind of keep an eye on how sort of each uh, uh, theme shop or developer is using it and sort of cut off their stats if they're misusing it. Uh, I mean, he does have that control since it is all going back to to his service. He could just shut them off. But mm-hmm. that's the other, I forgot to mention too, it does offer uh, how many, like what percentage of users are using what theme version, which actually would be really helpful too. Oh yeah, totally, totally. Uh, which is something nice that... Uh, org does so i don't know i it, it'll probably still be a little bit before it's public and uh, not sure what whether it'll just be free for everybody or somebody will pay or i mean all that stuff's kind of still up in the air but it's a cool idea uh but it's also it's one of those cool ideas where you know like we've said it kind of steps into that potentially dangerous territory of i don't know whether this is awesome or scary so fun times. <laughs> a little bit of both <laughs> a little bit of both so if we have time to squeeze in one more quick story. Sure, if you want. We don't have to. Well, 
if if you want to, then okay, do it. <laughs> Go for it. Well, I was most entertained the past couple of weeks by the session, the session story. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a pretty the, pretty fun. <laughs> uh, their goal is a uh, they basically have a landing page right now where you can sign up to get the announcement of when they start their theme shop, but. Uh, they want to be the number one WordPress theme and plugin store by the end of 2013. Mm-hmm. I find that to be pretty ambitious, but I like it. Uh, I think it'll be fun to see actually if they do anything. I'll be pleasantly surprised. I was just curious what y'all thought. Well, honestly, I I still don't entirely get what they're doing, and I think they <laughs> I think they mean that uh, because at, at at one time they kind of talk about it being sort of that that it's that it's divorced from the more technical language that it's you know it, if i remember right and i guess i should pull up session.com to see uh but they're sort of selling it hmm? it says it's built for influencers creatives and trendsetters yeah, yeah so this it, it's not the word that's what i was meaning to say the word i want to make sure but the word wordpress is nowhere on this page which i think is interesting uh to have sort of a hosted platform that's running on wordpress kind of like a theme force you know, this is for mm-hmm. uh, restaurant owners, but they don't need to know that it's all WordPress and that it, all this stuff is in the background. It's built for the end user. But then at the same time, they talk about being a theme and plugin shop. And I don't know yet how those things work together. That's so, why I like it. That, that's why, <laughs> I guess I, my reaction is confused. Your reaction is excitement. That's good. Well, they're throwing out some uh, pretty big claims and ambitions and they say absolutely nothing about what they're doing so <laughs> yeah. i find that enjoyable mm, yeah uh, <laughs> i mean it kind of reminds me of the word ads with mm-hmm. uh, the wordpress.com press release where it's a lot of talk uh yeah i mean yeah that claim is almost over the top uh i mean there's yeah, just so much competition i mean well, we're talking not, it's just that like look at I mean, a lot of the theme shops, they're like boutiques where they've got, you know, 10 to 15 themes or whatever. But I mean, a place like Theme Forest, yeah. I mean, I, I don't see how that's possible, how they could go. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll go out on a limb here and say it's not. <laughs> it's yeah. not possible. They can't. Unless they want to start pulling in uh, probably $10 million plus dollars per year. Well, I mean, I, we, it's still in the queue. Uh, it'll probably be up by morning, I guess, so we can talk about it. But I know second. you... Oh, sorry. sorry. No, no, go ahead. I was just saying that I saw uh, Kalis Taid uh, tweet that all of their marketplaces, I think except for one, and it wasn't Theme Forest, uh, that they have all tripled in size this year. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I they are already that. so big. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's crazy. I mean, I, um, I don't see any way that that can be topped. And, and I don't think that they're, you know, so if they're, if they're going to be, I guess the the number one maybe shop that's not a marketplace. I mean, okay, sure. There's always room to compete. It's still a challenge, you know, but I won't say that that's impossible. I would say topping theme forest at this point in a year and a half would be impossible. That can't be done. Well, when you put it in these terms, which would be, if you remember uh, a couple of weeks ago, I talked about how Orman Clark broke the monthly record on theme forest. One of, yeah. I think seven marketplaces. Mm-hmm. Envato and with $47,000 and then that was broken this month by another guy that I can't pronounce his name uh, for, he sold $52,000 worth and that's so that's revenue of single authors on one of their marketplaces yeah. in a month so you're you're talking a, a lot of money yeah it's nuts it's insane and I don't I don't really understand I mean they it could just be like a hyperbolic statement where they're just like, this might generate interest. Hey, I mean, we are talking about it, but I mean, it's, I find it curious that I don't think a lot of people go into a, a a lot of people who are prepared go into a business mindset with that, that kind of thinking of like, all right, we're going to set this goal, you know, like this almost completely unachievable goal. It might be make more sense for them to try and get some funding, some venture capital, have a very set plan. I don't, I don't know. I just, it seems to me, not. 
wise, I guess. It's, I well, I, I mean, I'm, I guess I'm, I'm sort of envious of, of their confidence in a sense because it's certainly not my method. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, you know, I mean, I, like I said, I've been, I've been working on the quarterly for, you know, probably five months. Uh, but, I, like I didn't even technically like I didn't even really want to do a pre-order period because I don't like talking about something until you can immediately have it and use it because I think yeah. I think it's too easy like for me at least and this is, could just be a personal thing but I think there's a there's a thrill in announcing something and getting feedback that I find that if I if I make myself wait until something's complete like you can kind of you, you can kind of spoil that too early if you tell people what you're doing. And you can kind of get that thrill of, oh, now people know and there's good or bad feedback or whatever. And then you kind of aren't chasing that thrill for the launch. And I find that if I kind of make myself not say a word about something until it's done, it kind of helps motivate me to that point. Uh, so I would be like this. If, if I were, So if I would have come out four months ago, I'm saying if I would have come out four months ago and, and talk like they did about one of my projects, you know, who knows when it would have come out and how many... I mean, you guys know, I mean, how many projects do we see announced and then nothing ever happen? I mean, that happens weekly. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. I'm, I am I guess I'm cautiously optimistic, but really just um, I'm waiting. Aside from, um, you know, the whole prediction of being the top marketplace or whatever, I'd like to see a little bit more diversity in the kinds of services that, that pop up for WordPress. Because, I mean, I understand that there's probably still a lot of pie left to take in the theme market, I guess, even though I personally, I mean, maybe it's because I can make my own themes, but I, I couldn't see the difference between some of them because they seem very similar to me after a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I'd like to see, you know, it's either, ho- it's either managed hosting or a theme shop. I mean, like, can we... It's like opening a movie theater or a fast food restaurant in a different city, except it's the internet, so it's all the same city. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I it's mean, a big internet. Well, it's I mean, long it's, street, it's big street. block. Yeah. Uh, but I'd like to see innovation instead of replication. And I know that they can innovate within within the field, but sure. Daniel, um, you're not supposed to have lines that good on your first podcast. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, don't don't do that. That, that'll make this whole thing look a lot worse than it was. And we even started out saying it was garbage to begin with. Uh, well, no, no, I think you're absolutely right. I think, uh, well, I think that's what makes press trends sound so interesting yeah. because it's for WordPress, but it's not. Here's another theme or plugin shop. And I think something, whether it's Session or something like Session, could be cool as long as it's actually pitched to users and not. Like, I, I think the Theme Force idea has or that sort of idea has traction uh building something using wordpress but not necessarily selling it to wordpress users i guess if that makes sense selling oh, yeah. it to just human beings out there <laughs> you know yeah no that wordpress makes sense. is best when the user doesn't know it's installed right or doesn't yeah. know what it is well, i mean it, i think that should be probably the end goal you know for it, it should just kind of work uh yeah okay i think we came to a good place that's good uh, so that's, I don't see, there's nothing else. I mean, there is other news that we could talk about, but that's probably all the, all the really interesting stuff. Um, now we do picks. Uh, this is the part of the show where, um, and I, I need to, uh, need to make sure I go through all this cause it's been so long since the last time we did one of these where each of us kind of picks something WordPress related, whether it's a theme, a plugin, a book, really almost anything that we've used recently that we like. And that we recommend other people try out in some form or another. Uh, or if you're me, then they can usually be things that you are interested in but have never tried yet, which is what <laughs> I tend to do uh, because I can do what I want. Uh, to uh, uh, Brian, did you have one this time? I, if I remember right, last time you you didn't quite have one in time, and I think threw something together at the last second. I would never do that. <laughs> sure. Okay. Uh, did did you do. have a pick? Yeah, I do have one this time. Uh, it's actually kind of a a problem that I ran into with a client site where they had pretty stringent demands on when you're in a certain part of the site, when you click next in previous through posts or custom post type was my scenario. Uh, they wanted, they expected certain behavior such as uh, staying in the same taxonomy uh, when you click next in previous and a couple other things. 
and I stumbled upon a plugin called the Ambrosite Next Previous Post Link Plus plugin. I actually, despite the weird name, I have seen that plugin before. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's got about ten thousand downloads uh, mm-hmm. right now. It's been uh, updated consistently. Uh, but what pulled me in is it has, I think, 49 ratings, and it's still at five stars. Um, hmm. And it's set up in a really, really nice way. You just can, uh, just like you'd call Next Post Link, you'd call Next Post Link Plus, mm-hmm. and you can define an array of parameters. Uh, and, you know, you can call in same cat and same tax. Uh, you can exclude categories. You can exclude posts. You can change the number of results. You can do all sorts of stuff. Uh, you can change the formatting. Uh, it's it, there's tons of parameters that you can uh, include in this little plugin, and you use it in your template. And it was extremely handy and useful, and I was very thankful for it. And it's built by a guy named uh, Michael Ambrosio. I think. Oh, I'm, that makes I, sense. I hope I'm pronouncing his name right, but I hope uh, not. Actually, uh, <laughs> wasn't that wasn't it? And I might be thinking of a different one, but I think wasn't that based off of like the New York Times, what they would do as you scroll down and it would pop up with the next post link? No. No. no okay. No. I, I, I'm is... thinking of a different plugin entirely then. Yeah, I hate those things. Yeah, I hate those things <laughs> okay. too. They're so right you... with the light box opening on load with me. Yeah, it's, uh-huh, a little, uh-huh. it's a little slot out light box when you pop out. No, no, no. This is <laughs> okay. very traditional next previous links. It okay, looks good. just like your traditional next and previous links, except it gives you a bunch of extra arguments Okay. Uh, All right. as to which posts you're actually going next and previous to. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Uh, that sounds a lot. That sounds better than I thought uh, it was going to be. Even though I wasn't, I was like, "Oh, okay, maybe he's making an argument for this." I didn't expect that. Your expectations for me are so low. <laughs> no, that's why I asked. I could have just written it off as, "Wow, he really likes this plugin. That's annoying." Uh, nope. But you do not, which is good. Um, Daniel, do you have a pick? Um, I'm not. I'm not. This is my first time doing it's this. It's okay. You can you can abstain. That's all right. No, 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 no. Uh, I I love the new design of headway themes. Ah, um, okay, cool. I know. I think I just I'm writing a story about that, but I don't know if this <laughs> is going to go out before that. Yeah, so, I'm sure it will. If I, um, if I don't I Clay, Clay Griffiths, the guy who started that, he used to work at WP Coder with us, and it's oh, really cool. cool to see how he has really launched this business. And I, I like the new design a lot, so uh, check that out. <laughs> yeah, I was looking at it. It's 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 nice because it doesn't seem like it's only a redesign. It seems kind of to be a, a whole kind of complete pitch for Headway, which is neat. Uh, where if I remember right, before it was if had a very. It's it's not just it's not just a, a new kind of coat of varnish on the same site. It's a whole new site. Yeah, totally. I like their uh, Pixar esque light. Oh yeah, the on the home, or just in general on their logo. Yeah, they got the little lamplight yeah. thing. It reminds me of the little Pixar guy. <laughs> I didn't make that connection, but I, I, I get it now. Uh, my pick, which I know that already that Brian doesn't like because I mentioned it right before the show. <laughs> um, I'm trying. Oh, I've got it in one of my things here. Where is it? Yeah, uh, it's actually Alex King just posted about it not too long ago, which I should say uh, he is even cooler than he was before because he is sporting pressed ads on his blog. Uh, nice. So check those out. Um, he announced Social 2.0, uh, which is it's a plugin that's been around. It's just it's an update to a plugin, but it kind of put it back in my mind as something that I need to try out and spend more time with. My disclaimer is I haven't used uh, the Social plugin, uh, and I'll link it up in the, in the show notes along with everybody else's. But what it does is it... Uh, changes the normal comment form, or I should say it augments the normal WordPress comment form to allow sign-in via Twitter or Facebook and kind of keeps mentions from those places on your blog. And so, uh, like, we were kind of, you know, kind of chatting a little bit before the podcast about maybe the right implementation of this and how it can seem a little bit overwhelming for a comment form. Uh, And I would agree. What I do like about it, though, is having... Owning that data, owning that conversation, and, and having all that stuff kind of come back to the blog because, uh, in particular, when people respond to stuff on Twitter, it, it, it's always nice, but at the same time, that's going to be gone forever. You know, there's there's no way to find those comments again, uh, and, you know, who knows? I mean, there's 
I, I'm pretty like Twitter in particular. I'm pretty sure you can't even go back very far anymore. Um, so it's a neat idea, and I'm not uh, completely sold on the implementation because I'm not using it myself. But I like the idea a lot. So it's social. It just hit 2.0, and it looks like it's a partnership between Alex King's company, Crowd Favorite, and Mailchimp, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, I actually. You made me sound like I hated it more than I do. <laughs> well, I think it's just the idea you don't like. Yeah, I hate what it could be. Okay. But I also am optimistic about what it could be if it's done well. I like the sign-in with Twitter and Facebook, uh, kind of WordPress.com-esque. I really wish they would release that as part of Jetpack. Mm. Uh, it's the part where it's got the comments and tweets and Facebook mentions and all that stuff in there. Uh when people default to something like tweets, for instance, to make it look like they have uh, more going on in their comment area than they do, right. yeah, I don't things like start that. to really bother me. Yeah. <laughs> well, what I what I like about I mean, there's a lot of WordPress comment stuff that I don't like at all, and we've talked about that some. I mean, the the one that I see uh, quite a bit anymore is this live fire hate it system, which I don't like anything that replaces. WordPress comments. I don't think that's any good. Uh, but something that augments it in, in, a, in a quiet way, I think, could work. Yes. I do like this better than Live Fire. I like it better than Well, that's a pretty low uh, standard. Discuss. Yeah, no, I don't like that either. Um, I just, I, I, I would like to see this be done right. And yeah. his blog does a good job. I can imagine the type of blogs that would go on, though, where it would, you know, take something that could be good and make it horrible. No, I think that's, that's my that's my only point. That's like a I think that's like a theme for this episode is is anything can be made terrible by the right person. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, I could see how that could work or, you know, I've got a dozen people in mind that would just destroy it. Um so that's it. So we've got uh, the next previous headway themes design and social. Cool. Cool. Uh, that is episode 27. I want to uh, make sure, well, obviously, thanks to you guys for, for joining me. Uh, you can follow Brian. Uh, yours is at Crocscard, right? Mm-hmm. And Daniel, it's just Daniel Imke. Uh, Daniel M- underscore Imke. Oh, making it difficult. I'm sorry? Making it difficult. Yeah, yeah, I am. You have to work to follow me. Yeah, clearly. Uh, so no, we'll get links to those, and then obviously WP Candy at WP Candy. Uh, and that does it. Hopefully, all goes well. We'll be back for episode 28 next week, and it won't be another two months before we do another podcast. So here's, here's to that. Uh, thanks again, guys, and we'll catch you later. Have a good one. Right.